This is Rashawn Slater, first round draft pick for the LA Chargers, and you're listening to the Charged Up Bolts podcast. Bolt up. Hello and welcome to the Charged Up Bolts podcast. I'm your host, Elliot Bermudez, and on this podcast, we bring you the latest Chargers news. We preview and review every Chargers game, and we bring you the hottest content around, especially on this special edition following the Chargers' victory against the Atlanta Falcons. We This episode, we're going to talk about that game, and then we're going to put to bed some of the hottest, ridiculous or fair takes that Chargers Twitter is coming up with. Everyone seems to be overreacting, or are they? Are they justified? I am joined by two of my favourite co-hosts. Number one, it is John Wars Jr. Bonjour. <laughs> Come on, tap it. How's it going? It's good. How are you, my friend? Not bad. It's been a long week, long week. Lots of time commuting. Um, for those of you in the States or li- uh, listening from around the globe, we've got some lunatics out on the road, literally in the UK at the minute, doing everything they can to disrupt traffic. With a, good, with, a, with a potentially a good reason behind them, just well, not yeah. the right way to go about it. No, Don't glue yourself no. to a motorway. No, and there's lots of people now complaining that they've missed hospital appointments, cancer treatments, funerals. Yeah, it doesn't get good. anyone on side, does it? No. But, you know, in positive news, I don't know, it's, it's um, Remembrance Sunday here in the UK. You're dressed in all army gear. We do send out our thoughts to all military personnel, former and current, especially you, was, um, And we look forward to this. Look, he's got his medals. You know, we, we do respect that. And this Sunday here in the UK, we will be paying tribute to the fallen from all wars. And we've got another veteran at the bottom of the screen, all the way over in Dripping Springs, Tejas. John Ayres. Yes, it is John Ayres. Anchors away, my friend. Anchors away. Yeah. Not <laughs> you know quite what? as good as the army. <laughs> yes. So, so, what, were you Navy, were you, John? I was, yes. I was able to pa- uh, pass a basic intelligence test, so they said, nope, can't be in the army. I am on John Ayres' side because my dad is is in the mightiest of all navies. That is the Spanish Navy. So, uh, you know, take that. Take take what you will. Spanish Navy? I thought they were all the bottom of the ocean. (laughs) (laughs) Where do you think they get all the sardines from? (laughs) You know, we've started a podcast when we're spitting fire like this. Guys, before we have a massive row when we're supposed to be paying tribute, let's move on to the Chargers. Um, the, The mighty, performing amazingly, Chargers destroyed the Atlanta Falcons and moved to second in the division. The Chiefs still keeping one game ahead, but firmly in the playoff race and up there as one of the best teams in the AFC. Was you watched this game, was it always comfortable for you? Were you nervous? Do you think it was a lucky win? What were your takes from it? Never in doubt. Never in doubt. (laughs) Now, look, the the one thing that stands out for me from that game... um, was Herbert looked like himself again? He, he was airing the ball downfield. Um, Josh Palmer, breakout game, 100 yards. But we've always said when the Chargers are passing the football and Herbert's allowed to cook, they look more accomplished. Um, it could have started, what should I say, it could have ended how it started with Cordell Patterson running all over the place and, and, and running the ball down our neck, but we, we, we stuffed him for less than 50 yards. And I think the Chargers, they won ugly. They did what they had to do. Um, because had we fallen to four and four, I think there would have been a, a more a 
caustic vibe to to um, charge social media that, than there is at the moment. Um, I don't know. It was to, pretty dark at some points in that it, during it that was, game. It was, but do you know what? We've got. To, we're just going to take the wins as they come. Football is an ugly game at times. It, it's why we love it so much. You know, you, you look around the league at the narrow wins uh, last weekend. The Chiefs come away with another uh, victory, three points. Um, we're just going to keep taking that because we are banged up. We've, we're missing an awful lot of uh, key players out there. Um, and some of them haven't even shown up. Keenan Allen, JC Jackson. There's an awful lot to do in, in terms of improvements. But the fact that we see Josh Palmer uh, balling out there, that was great. And then your man Dicker. Dicker the kicker. Dicker the I mean, kicker. Big Dicker. Go on, lad. Special teams continues to uh, dominate this team, which is surprising. <laughs> But it, it is what it is. It, I mean, at the end of the day, I think, we, we, look, we said that we would not win this game. But um, Dan and I last week said we wouldn't win the game. I didn't feel com- comfortable. Uh, the, the Falcons are an up, up and down team, just like the Chargers. But I'm, I'm just happy to keep taking these wins because every every week down the stretch now, that means a week closer to getting Joey Bosa back, mm-hmm. a week closer to getting Keenum back. Um, Maybe Slater. I can't see it unless we get to the Super Bowl. Well, uh, it's, it's not. It's not looking good. It's it's not looking good at all. But we've got to roll with what we've got. It's, it's as simple as that. Um, well, we saw flashes of Spiller as well. So, you know, just got to be happy with the victory. Take them as they come. I mean, you know, the, the, the Chargers started slow, um, John, and and then you know came back from ten down turned it around in the second half, in the second quarter, absolutely dominated that quarter, then started slow, but managed to get the job done. You know, do you think the be-all and end-all, who cares? We won. We're a team that's five and three. Or did you watch and think this this, this is not a football team? I mean, it's, it's a weird duality that I think I'm living in right now. Um, I mean, the dichotomous nature of a team that is five and three and that has gutted out victories, gutted out victories where they've made, where fortune has been on their side, luck has been on their side, and they've made these game winning kicks. Like, generally, it feels like it's the opposite. Generally, fortune is not on the Chargers side and we're missing game winning kicks. So, there's part of me that is excited and feels like maybe something is different. Maybe there is a different mentality to this team because they are winning these types of games. But then the other side of me goes, but who are they doing? Who are doing this against? Like if we were beating the Bills, if we were beating the Dolphins, if we were beating the Chiefs, any one of these actually good teams and beating them ugly, I'd be like, I don't give a crap. Win's a win, baby. Right. (laughs) But we're beating bad teams ugly. Okay. Beating bad teams ugly is not a thing to be proud of. Okay, it is not a thing to be proud. I don't care that the Falcons were first place in the division in their division coming. They were four and four. All right, they had a worse record than us. All right, this is this is not a good team. Right, the offense has been good. They've been like a top ten DVOA offense so far this season, but they've also been a bottom three DVOA defense. Okay, so I just this is not really a good team. And again, yet another game where they just they look bad for a lot of it. Right, there are definitely spurts. That entire second quarter, they looked like a dominant team. They looked like a team who was going to roll the Falcons. 
the first quarter and the third quarter looked like a team who was about to get rolled over on. Like I just, it's hard to say this team has no consistency. This team looks defeated at times, but to their credit, they turned it around at one point in the game I'm watching and it's right after a turnover and the entire Falcons sideline seems jubilated and excited. And like, we got this, this is our game. And the chargers are kind of like, look like they're just kind of like, well, just taking care of business kind of thing. Right. And whether that's good or bad, I don't, I guess I don't know per se, but I just don't, it just felt like this, the body language, what I was seeing was not of a team that believed that they should be winning this game, but then they come back and gut out a win, a win in which they drive down for the winning drive. Eckler makes an atrocious fumble, which, you know, we've seen that before, yeah. which is scary. Um, but he makes an atrocious fumble, probably trying to do a little bit too much. Bless his heart. And, you know, I'm thinking the game's over. We just fumbled the game away. And then Herb runs back, <laughs> looks the defender in the eye and says, you drop that ball or I'm going to drop you. And he drops it into our laps. And then Herbert goes back and drives the team back down again into field goal range. Like, that's an amazing, like, the last bit of that game is amazing. Yeah. And it probably never should have been so amazing, but it was amazing. But it showed what this team can do. When their backs against the wall, I, I just, I guess, I worry. An overall trend so far this season has been that this team is really good. It seems when their backs are against the wall, but when they're not, they're just kind of vanilla and kind of bad. Yeah, I, I don't think I disagree. I mean, we're starting slow. There's no urgency to it. We've, we've taken our time to to develop anything creative and play downfield. And what what I saw. You know, I want positivity. Popper demands positivity. So I'm going to give you some popper positivity. That's a bit of a tongue twister for you. Um, we started poorly. And all of a sudden, we were backed up 10 nothing down into the second quarter. I think we had a, a penalty first and 25, something along those lines. And Lombardi had to turn to the back page of his vanilla playbook, where he has a few exciting plays. And all of a sudden, we looked great. We launched the ball downfield. We played positive and got yards, and we just completely adjusted. With our back against the wall, as John says, and we came back into that game. And then when we got back in and we got the lead, he turned back to page one and the boring plays, and we then coughed up and, and, and looked terrible. So I liked the adjustments, especially on defense. I liked that we were getting pressure. Tranquil had a great game, apart from getting rocked for that TD, which I didn't think was all... I, I missed the play, and Twitter's like, oh, Tranquil got absolutely destroyed by Patterson. Then I looked at the play, and I thought, nah, mate, it's, it's not quite as dramatic as it's made out. But the adjustments from the coaches was great. The play, when we were forced to be explosive, was explosive. And I'm happy. This season, in previous seasons, we would play, poor, uh, play well and then miss a field goal or fumble a, a muffed punt and lose the game. This season, we're injured the most injured team in the NFL by again. a margin. <laughs> yeah, again. And we play poorly and we come up clutch. And I'm kind of enjoying that ride. It's different and it, and it's hard to make of it. But you know what? We got the W. Who cares? It's, it's exciting. I mean, who stood out for you was? Who who was your performer of the day? Was pa there anyone Palmer. you thought? The Palmer. Well, that's interesting because Twitter, Twitter thinks we need uh, to, to trade this guy away. One of, the, one of these hot takes that we're going to put to bed. Let's start off with that, um, straight into it. Twitter thinks Palmer played poorly. He gave away the interception. He's a bust. I've read several people. And he's your player of the game. So destroy Chargers Twitter and tell me why Palmer was your player of the game. Uh, look, the, the stats say it all. You know, had, had Palmer 
not made those receptions just in Herbert's under 150 passing. Uh, we, we don't win this game. You know, we, we've got to rely on how many times do we... There's people in week one slating the front office because the depth was garbage. Now the depth comes to, the, to fruition and makes plays, helps us to win the game. We can't have it all. I, I'm not saying that Palmer's wide receiver one material or wide receiver two. We don't have a lot on offense right now with the fact that we've got Mike Dub out and, and Keenan Allen's out. You know, uh, Sony Michelle's yet to show up and, and, and Spiller's been, a, you know, a, a spectator for most of this season. So to actually have someone break out uh, and make plays is good. You know, Herbert, it's too easy to keep saying that Herbert's the standout player every week because it is that good and he's not been playing that good this season because of his rib injuries. Clearly, there's some conservatism there. I think the injury was worse than what the team's letting on. But yeah, I'd agree. It, it, I in agree. terms of the franchise and, and and you know trying to, there's no there's no question whatsoever in the last three years, Chargers fan base has grown, and I think while ever Herbert plays, that fan base uh, solidifies because it's still about the market in LA. Um, so they've got to, they've got to keep him out of the field. It's a political decision, a business decision, more than anything, in my opinion. Um, we can't expect our players to be to be perfect because they're just not. We've we've seen it year in year. How many how many years have we gone back now and seen ourselves shooting? You know, digging ourselves in a hole or shooting ourselves in the foot because we can't. Um, finish a game and going back to John's point about that an amazing finish it, it was that was uh, you know so charged we, we charged the game almost but then we got it back because at the end of the day the, the takeaway was fumbled it, it, we put ourselves in a position to, to win the game and I think it's very easy to be too negative had we lost this game we'd all been feeling a bit uh <laughs> Everything would be on fire. Yeah, it's, it's it's not it's not been the best season, has it? But at the end of the day, we're we're we're, we're second. We're a game behind the Chiefs. Um, who knows? We're only we're only going to get better when the likes of Joe Bosa comes back. When Keenan comes back, mm. well, you're, goes by you're defending Palmer was and and Snowy's no, Snowy's not having any of it. He's saying top three in the league with drop passes this season. Twitter That's, thinks he's atrocious. Come on, are you are you defending the indefensible? Palmer dug us out of the hole the other day. So what do people want? Louder from the back. I every it. player last season, we, we made a joke about the jugs machine. Keenan Allen's dropping a football. They've all said Everett Williams, Justin Herbert everyone. is not going to slow that ball down. It's like a cannon coming out of his arm. He's, he's you know people are either going to have to catch it. Or Herbert's going to make him look stupid because they can't get some sticky stuff on their gloves. John Ayres, come on, bail him out. He thinks Palmer's player of the game. Twitter thinks Palmer's washed. Who's who's overreacting here? Well, it's hard to argue with the army guy when when he's talking about digging holes because they know about digging holes and ditches. (laughs) So, got to have somewhere to sleep, right? Um, Anyways, the um, the narrative on Palmer, I think, is just a little bit too much. He's a good player. He was essential to that win. Like they don't win that game without Palmer. Now I say that, but I also say, do they win that game without whatever grocery store bagger that they signed from the practice squad to play wide receiver three? I don't know. You know, a lot of people made catches that game. DeAndre Carter, 
Everett, Bandy, right? Like Bandy did, yep. Everybody's making catches, okay? And part of that is Justin Herbert, right? Like, yes, they've got to go out there, they've got to run the routes, and they got to, you know, got to make the plays, but Herbert's making it happen. I mean, there's there's what, that third and long, and DeAndre Carter in, shockingly, he's running a freaking stick route, where he basically, you know, runs the six, seven yards, which, by the way, was not a first down, but runs six, seven yards, turns around for that stick, Herbert guns into his chest. Two Atlanta defenders go after him and basically freaking three Stooges status, boom, each other. And DeAndre Carter can turn around with nobody around him um, and run it for a big chunk play, right? Like that only happens because Herbert has a cannon and delivers that ball perfectly, right? And we've seen a few other throws and we've seen the YouTube or the uh, the throws of social media where he's like going to his, moving to his left and he somehow rockets the ball and leads this receiver a little bit on to the right. Like I don't, I'm not, the physics on that. I'm not really sure about, but uh, he, he manages to do great things. I, I, Herbert makes everybody better around him, right? That is a sign of a truly elite, truly good quarterback. There's another quarterback who I don't want to talk about because I don't want to inflame some other fan base, but his uh, name rhymes with Bua. And when he had crap receivers, he was crap. And all of a sudden he's have, a, he's rejuvenated his career and he looks like the, Bua that was supposedly drafted. Okay. But then again, he's also got Jalen Waddle, a top young receiver in this league, a top one who I liked a lot coming out of uh, college. And then he's also got Tyree kill. One of the, one of the best receivers in this league who, Oh, he's, he's going to be washed. Oh, Tyree kills not going to be any good. Now that he's got thrown. What do you mean? Tyree kill lived his life running across the middle of the field, five yards, catching the ball and then making everyone look slow. So don't tell me he's not going to have success anywhere he goes, right? So, I mean, let's be honest. He really made Patrick Mahomes, right? Patrick Mahomes would have been nothing without Tyreek Hill. That's a fact. Jeez. Anyways, uh, I'm just kidding. Um, but, uh, like, you know, he needed he needed that uplift of receiving talent around him to be better. Yes, we're having a down year from an injured Herbert. And, yes, the, the broken rib cartilage is a nasty, nasty injury. It's not something that sidelines you, but it's something that gives you so much pain. It's hard to do your job the way you're supposed to do it. So it, he's not played to his full potential, but he's still out there elevating the rest of the team. So Palmer had a big game. A lot of that's going to be due to Herbert getting, getting in the ball. But a lot of that's due to him making the plays that he needed to make. So people need to settle down on the, on the Josh Palmer stuff. Let him be him. He's going to be the Keenan Allen replacement. Keenan Allen, as you can see this year, his body may be finally breaking down on him after after all the years of abuse. He may not. He may get cut. Seventeen was it? Sixteen, seventeen million in cap savings if we cut one. Yeah, Keenan. I mean, there's no replacing Keenan, but maybe Palmer's finally ready to step up and be that Keenan replacement. But then again, we then we don't have. A there's nothing to replace one. John because he's not on the field. So, you know, there's two things I want to pick up there because this is this fact or fiction episode we're doing now, and you've touched on two things. So I'm going to start off with the Keenan Allen one you've just talked about. Um, Keenan Allen. Chargers Twitter has exploded saying it's time to trade or cut him. I don't think there'd be any takers for trading that guy with the contract he's on and the injuries. Um, so cutting him and saving the cap and it's the end of his Chargers career and he's a wash. Seems like you agree with that. So are you on the side of that's a fact or are you going to put the Chargers Twitter in their place? I mean, if you want to cut Keenan Allen, be my guest. Okay, I get it. He's injured. He's he got older. rid of Mike Williams he's last offseason. Now he's getting rid of Allen. I'm I'm saying like you can if you want to, but you need to replace him. He's the number one receiver on this team by far. Nobody else on this team can be the number one receiver. Mike Williams, you paid him money to be a wide receiver too. 
a really good wide receiver too. Yes, but he's a wide receiver too. He's not a wide receiver one. What happens when Mike Williams has to be the wide receiver one and carry the load? He go he's garbage. You, you basically have to force feed in the ball and hope he can bring it down and try to avoid interceptions. That's not a wide receiver one, right? So sorry. Mike Williams is not a wide receiver one. So you want to cut Keenan Allen? Fine. Find a wide receiver one to replace him. Good luck with that. So, I mean, as much as I'm thinking it's a good move financially and given the given the current play of Keenan, it probably makes some sense to cut him in the offseason. Uh, how are you going to replace him? Who are you going to replace him with? Because you need to replace him. Because guess what? You've, you've already hamstrung Herbert enough with the crap weapons you've put around him. Now getting rid of Keenan Allen makes it worse. So I'm sorry. Like, I don't whether whether or not it's a good idea. I don't know. That's up to the team. But I don't think it's a good idea for Herbert. So fair. Yeah, now, I, was, I'm, not, I'm not getting rid of him. Seventeen million dollars. Can you replace Keenan? No. He's Twitter. No. You're keeping no. him as well. If, if if you if he's healthy, if you, you can't. Not for seventeen million. If you want to get a tier one wide receiver, it's going to cost you an awful lot of money. Um. If you want a tier one wide receiver out of the draft, you're going to have to um, have a pretty bad season or be aggressive and trade. Um, and then there's no guarantees because we know what the draft is. It's a coin toss. I think Keenan is struggling this season. Doesn't mean to say that he can't bounce back next season. Everyone said that Mac was coming in as a bust. How, how well has he played this year? Arguably one of the best defenders in the league right now. And he's only going to get better, in my opinion. And I think the thing with Keenan, because he's smart and the fact that he's got so much experience in the league, he will adapt his game. We saw this with Julio Jones uh, and and the veteran wide receivers. You know, and although Antonio Gates was a tight end, slightly different uh, position skill set, he was still catching the football and making plays until he retired. He, you know, he was never quick anyway. <laughs> this is a bit of a trend with the Chargers. But I think it's just, it's very easy. Again, it goes back to the Palmer. He's dropped loads of passes. But, you know, when the coaches see the players in practice, that's like any sport. It's like they're practicing well. Well, we've got to give them a chance in the field. And players will either take their chance or they won't. Keener's too good. I, I, I think... In the scheme of things, $16 million, I think I think he hangs around. I think he gets another contract extension. Look, hamstring's a funny old thing. There's, there's a You can pull your hamstring walking down the stairs. You know, you can pull your hamstring pulling your pants on. So um, it, it's, it's just one of those. But I also think as well, we do have to look at our strength and conditioning coaching. Oh, God, um, yeah, we do, 100%. Look... There's a reason why majority of, if not all, soccer teams play on, on on real turf as opposed to artificial. I'm still not convinced by all this 3G semi. Get yourself on some grass. Well, this is it, and you know it, it comes down to everything. The playing surfaces are different to the to the practice surfaces, uh, and and John's right. Keen Allen has taken a beating, but it doesn't mean to say he can't come back. He might finish the season with 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 eight nine hundred yards. Who knows? But we we need him. We need him back. We need Mike Dub back. You know because we don't look the same when Herbert's lost his best weapons. 
it's, well, it's, it'd, be the, it'd be the same thing if you had Mike Williams hmm. and Keenan Allen that's really healthy, and then you haven't got Justin Herbert slinging the ball down to them. You've got Easton Stick in there, or somebody even worse like Derek Carr. They're going to suffer. Then you'd be the Raiders. <laughs> At least they went and got a, right, a wide receiver one in the offseason. Look, guys, you're wrong. Snowy in the comments is wrong. Everyone is wrong, apart from Chargers Twitter is correct. Snip, snip, snip. Get rid of him. I am fed up, tired, and bored of waiting for Keenan Allen to get healthy and be the guy we need him to be. I'm taking that 17000000 million. I'm doing some magic with it. I don't care what we just need, perhaps in the draft, perhaps trading, perhaps spending some cash. On top of that, not that we have a lot, and I'm getting rid of him because the Keenan Allen experiment, the, the, the service is experiment. fantastic, but it's it's over. It's over. Trying to keep him at this age, missing this amount of games, I'm not having it. Yes, he, he theoretical production is great, but he just can't get on the field, and there's a lingering issue. There's Plus, gravy. Um, Put some gravy on your hat because you're going to be eating it. Oh, will I now? Do you know what? He's he's loud mouthed. He's talking against the, the god that is Staley. He wore a Raiders hat when he was in year two of his career, and and I'm I'm having it. I've never I've I've held a grudge ever since. So Chargers Twitter, you're correct. We need to to get rid of that man. Right. What is next on Chargers fact or fiction, John? Last comment here is Lombardi. He needs sacking. Everyone hates him. Chargers Twitter thinks he's trash. Mate, that man lit it up in the second quarter and late when the game was on the line. He said, Herbert, I trust you, and went and got that first down to Palmer across the field and won as the game. Surely Lombardi needs an extension not to be cut. Is Chargers Twitter right to want him gone or wrong? Joe Lombardi needs to be fired. It's case in point. He's just he's not he's not a good offensive coordinator for Justin Herbert. He's a great offensive coordinator for a quarterback who's not able to move around the pocket like a Drew Brees. He'd be a great coordinator for an old veteran QB like a Tom Brady or a Matt Ryan or someone who's, you know, who's just going to sit there and take what he's given to him, right? He'd be a great, great, great coordinator for them. But for Justin Herbert, he is not. He continually tries to do square peg round hole. He continually preaches this offense of short stick routes. And I'm going to, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to have everybody run at basically the same level for some reason. And we're just going to throw it. And you're just going to need to go quick, 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 read, 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 throw, read, 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 throw, read, 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 throw. And I'm sure that's great. if you don't have a guy who has a howitzer in his arm. Okay, he has not crafted an offense for Justin Herbert. He's crafted an offense that he stole from somebody else who was already running the offense because he has no actual good offense. And he took someone else's offense. He sprinkled a little bit of more uh, conservatism in there. And he said, hey, Justin Herbert, you're smart, right? Yeah, this is an offense for you because you're a smart guy uh, versus what we saw a little bit more of when their backs were against the wall, mind you, of getting him getting some motions some rollouts some boots that kind of stuff allowing justin herbert to actually run the damn ball i understand he's injured okay i get that he's injured so here's the deal you don't fire him today you don't fire him tomorrow you let him ride out the rest of the season as hard as that might be and you see what happens as justin herbert is getting healthier and healthier as these weapons are getting back what does the offense look like if the offense still looks like the same vanilla crap offense he needs to be fired Absolutely no excuse. But if if he's just if the excuse is that he was that Herbert was injured, if the excuse is he hasn't had the weapons on the field, and this offense turns back into something that is really efficient, something that is really good, 
then fine. Right. I saw the stat online about the teams with the worst or with the shortest um, uh, distance uh, of touchdowns. Right. Uh, and it was a, is a tweet is an anti Steelers tweet. Cause they've been like eight yards is the longest touchdown that they have. Number two on the list was the chargers at 23. Do not tell me that you can't get Justin Herbert to throw a touchdown of over 23 yards. Shut the front door with that. I don't care how <laughs> injured he is. I don't care who's running routes. That's garbage. So that's all I'm going to say about that. I think Lombardi should be fired, but he's got to have a chance to show what he's got the rest of the season. Okay. In my opinion, Lombardi needs to go out to every single game and look at every single play. Like their backs are against the wall because when their backs are against the wall, when they need to score for some reason, he opens up the playbook. Well, guess what? That playbook needs to be opened from snap one. All right. The fact that we're so bad in the first quarter at scoring, what does that tell you? Those are your scripted plays, your scripted offense. That's what, Hey, I'm Joe Lombardi. I've come up with this amazing game script. We're going to run these plays and we're going to fail and fail and fail. That means your script, Joe Lombardi sucks. That's all I got to say. John's right. spitting absolute fire. I gotta, He's getting... I got to go. I, I'm sorry. My heart. I love that's a anymore. great way to end your, your, your involvement on this me, pod. So, just uh, just so you know, and I'll let you I'll let you discuss amongst yourselves. But the Chargers are beating the 49ers this weekend, uh, and they're winning. Get this, twenty seven to twenty four. So I think twenty seven points. I think they I think they put up some points this weekend. So twenty seven twenty four. Let's go. Well, Christian McCaffrey has one hundred and eighty yards though. <laughs> true. Uh, I love that. It's such a hot take to finish it on. Thank you, John. Peace Cheers, John. Peace. Um, you, you know, was he skulking off with some serious hot takes? We'll park the 49ers one when we come on to that in a bit. Um, but, you know, he's talking about getting rid of Lombardi, but not just yet. And Lombardi having to change the way he's thinking. Um, I don't know if you've constantly defended Lombardi. I'm going to say it's defending. Not sure it is, but he's got, he's got a playbook that's better. It's detailed. It's just protecting it for the for the later parts of the season, the playoffs. Really? Chargers Twitter wants him gone. Even John is nearly there. Was so, uh, Lombardi? Do you sack him so today? John's right. He's wrong. John's right, and he's wrong. Lombardi stays to the end of the season, right? He needs to go now if they're going to make a change because there's no point in waiting, right? This is the reason why the Chargers don't get rid of him today or tomorrow or Monday. If the season ends in disaster for the Chargers, i.e., we don't make the playoffs, okay? Brandon Staley has got a bargaining chip with the front office. Give me another year with a new OC, which will be Philip Rivers. <laughs> Brilliant. No, but seriously, um, give me give me another season with an OC. If Brandon Staley was to pull the pin now and, and fire Lombardi and the season ends in disaster, I we don't make the playoffs, he's then got no bargaining chip. Now, I think with Lombardi, we we he gets assessed at the end of the season. You know, what do you do if the Chargers make the playoffs? They win their wild card game, get to the divisional game, and either win or lose. Have we exceeded expectations? Have we are we under the radar? I think he will go um, because I do believe that. Herbert and, and Keenan Allen and, and one or two other senior pros, even on the defensive side, will have their say somewhere on the lines. I would like to think there's a climate review at the end of the season. What do I mean by that? It's where the players and the coaches sit down in a one-to-one 
and they and they discuss what they think was right and what's wrong because part of being a good leader is listening to the workforce. Just because you're a leader, because you're the head coach, doesn't mean to say you've got monopoly on good ideas. There, there is a potential head coach on that Chargers roster, Derwin James, probably uh, that stands out. <laughs> some of the, some of these players, well, no, but some of the some of the some of the players have got a very very good football IQ. You could see Justin Herbert being a potential OC uh, slash head coach way down the line. So sometimes the players, when they're living and breathing the game, they see things different to the coaches. And if the coaches are not giving the players a chance to have their say, constructive, and I don't think Mm. Anthony Lynn did that. And I think for that reason, the, the players will say, if we did things better with the football, we win, we win more games or we put more points on the board. So I do think um, Lombardi will go. Um, as I said, if, if you're going to do it, you, you might as well do it now because we're then waiting another year to see what it looks like. But he won't go because, because no. Staley hasn't got that bargaining chip. Well, the thing is, Telesco hasn't got this leverage either to, to sack one coaches, even if Staley wanted to, because this is all of their last, last season, the snow he's talking about here. So thanks for your comment. Uh, and I agree with this, you know. So this is Telesco's fight. If we don't make the playoffs and make a run in the playoffs right now, uh, the only excuse they have is injury. Um, so here's my big curveball. A, they won't sack him, nor should they. Lombardi is winning games. We're five and three. Lombardi is opening it up and getting the job done against some of these teams, whether you think they're average or not. And you can't sack and give up on the season now. The injuries are, are legitimate and he doesn't have the pieces to create the offense he might want to. It's just not there. So the, you have to wait and see. You only sack someone mid-season if it's absolutely diabolical. You're you know, two and six or something like that, headed towards an early draft pick and, and he's wrecking it. A, a healthy offense. That isn't the case. So we're keeping Lombardi. Twitter is wrong. And I'm going to believe that things are going to get better when we get the pieces back from injury, some of those pieces back. Um, there's a few other hot takes. Um, the last one I'm going to talk about is Staley himself. So Twitter believes that Staley is a fraud that he isn't the genius that he, that people thought he was when he was hired, that he's been found out, that he's giving up just yards on the ground with a relatively healthy defense, and we just look an embarrassment. You know, do, do, do you think Staley has been found out this early in his career, a season and a bit into his, his, his position as head coach, or do you think the best is yet to come? Absolute horse manure. <laughs> You tell Chargers Twitter. You tell them. Fact or fiction. Go on. If you've got a playbook, if you've got a game plan, and the players are going out there and not performing, you know, the players have to take responsibility. JC Jackson, case in point, has been absolutely awful. Okay? Um, we see players coming into the side and making a... Uh, you know, an impact, Khalil Mack, et cetera. Uh, and, and we see players that have just not been able to get it together this season. Um, I think what you've got to look at is you've got to look at the bigger picture. It, it's not sometimes not all about results. Staley has got to be given an opportunity to grow as an individual. 
because when you're chopping and changing all the time, I don't think that changes anything. You know, there's a reason why Mike Tomlin stuck around for so long in Pittsburgh. You know, and it, and it goes in, in, it goes, it's cyclical, isn't it? At the moment, the Chargers have probably got on paper one of the best rosters we've had in a long while. Unfortunately, many many of those uh, players are injured. I think you've got to give him time. He's learning as as, as he goes along. He's still is he what is he thirty nine? I think whatever he is. Um, so he's, he's still young. He's still learning, and he's, he's still got enthusiasm. I think we've seen more from uh, Coach Staley than the last three head coaches put together. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, it's a refreshing change. Yeah, it's a very, very week to week league. It's a very, very we all we all overreact, we all underreact, and and that's just the way it is. I mean, you look at the Rams. If you were new to football this season, and I said to you the Rams were last year's Super Bowl winners, you go, "What are you talking about?" Because they've just imploded. Mm-hmm. But I don't believe anyone's calling. For, all right, he's won the Super Bowl. He's been to the Super Bowl before. I don't believe anyone's calling for for uh, McVeigh's head, are they? No, you know? but he wants to go and join Fox News on a ridiculous deal, so he's he's quite happy to tank mm. now. Well, <laughs> I, I think I think we 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 have to take stock of the season at at the end uh, and and have a look at how that goes because arguably our best season in recent years when we were twelve and four uh, and we destroyed uh, Baltimore on their. Um, in their stadium, and then we got blown up by the, the Patriots. You know, it, it was a season full of hope. No one expected that. Um, it's still only week nine, and I think that's what we all have to take stock of. Yes, it's, de- it's depressing. Yeah, it's too losing. early, isn't it? Was Lo- losing to Jacksonville depressing, but completely com- you know, fresh off the rib injury and, and, the, and the rest of it. You could understand that we haven't been. We have, we've been ugly, right? And it's not all been put together and, and that's happening. But we're winning games. And and on the, on the Staley being found out thing, the one thing I will say is, is the defence reminds me so much of the Chiefs' defence when they first made their Super Bowl run, when they started to get good with Mahomes. They were boom or bust. You could score points, but they would probably take away the ball and, and, and win the game by creating turnovers. And that is what this defence is like. First of all, it, it, Staley's defensive ethics, uh, his ethos, it relies on a front six or seven, an underpacked box so that you can't run against it because you have someone incredible. And we've lost Bosa, so he can't be effective. Um, and what we are seeing is a player like Tranquil absolutely thriving in this, which we knew because you don't need to be a big-named player at linebacker, but you can have a big impact. So we've seen that happen. We've seen nobody's perform well in Staley defenses. That's happening. We're getting turnovers. We're getting big, humongous plays out of Mac. What? Just you, just big man. That's my ball. Thank you very much. So we're seeing elements of it. We're seeing too much, too many yards given away on the ground. We're seeing too many players get open in the zone coverage when we and we're desperately. I, I did some Twitter tweets. We are giving. We're too soft in coverage, but. I th- I can see the pieces of a winner, be- a winning game. That's I think that's the thing with with Staley's defense. He's playing a, a system where everyone has to be perfect within that anyone given uh, snap. So if if the defense can't stop the run, you, you then as in like you know the the front six or seven can't stop the run. You then relying on the 
the um, linebackers slash defensive backs to to come in and make those tackles. At the same time, you're you're open that there's not going to be a trick play, and then you've got somebody downfield that's that's wide open, uh, no one anywhere near him. So maybe he needs a bit more flexibility, and I think maybe he's got to adjust and be a bit more conservative if our uh, defensive players are not up to that task because at the minute we are making plays. Drew Tranquil's been fantastic. Yeah. Khalil Mack's been fantastic. You know, Derwin James, he's had a he's had a couple of average games, but generally... When he's, when he's been, been targeted and taken out yeah, of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's little yeah. you can do about that. You uh, know, and you... we're seeing Asante Samuel emerging, you know. Yeah, I think so. still out on Kenneth Murray. Kenneth Murray has got all the traits of being a top linebacker he's just not producing for whatever reason and whether you're dropping the football whether you're missed tackles the coaching staff are not teaching them to drop the ball or miss a tackle it's down to execution once you've crossed that white line it's down to the players yes there are some silly calls made on all uh coaching staffs across the league but ultimately when it's when it's organic football the guys need to do their job. We've seen so many, especially last season, blown tackles, you know, tackling fresh air. It's absolutely embarrassing. But there's, there's no excuse for that. That's not really on the coaches. The players are there to do a job and stop the run. And if you're just getting wrong-footed and just diving at fresh air, well, then that's on the players, unfortunately. Yeah. So I think everyone has to take responsibility. I agree. And on that note, um, I want to turn our attention to this week's game against the 49ers. After a short break. We'll be back in one minute and 11 seconds. <laughs> the Chargers have a chance to win the game. Go to five and three. Your kickers line up for an onside kick. The chance of regaining possession is slim. The stakes are high. The tension is higher. The pulse is racing. He kicks. You watch. The ball lands. Make every play feel this exciting with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Right now, new customers can make any $5 bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day all season long download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins just place a $5 bet on any football game only at DraftKings Sportsbook using code TPPN minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply see show notes for details you got me excited with that ad I really enjoyed that one yeah, yeah, I, fe- I felt the excitement that you you wanted me to feel. Thank you, Was. Um, we do now turn our attention to the 49ers game, the preview of the upcoming game where the Chargers have a chance to get their sixth win of the season, which is good. It's on track for playoffs. It's right where we should be regardless of performance. The, there's good and bad news. The bad news is that Austin Johnson is done for the season. He's been rated a top five defensive tackle in the entire league, quietly making performances uh, and, and turning... the. Uh, Put, being really stout and one of the only people that isn't underperforming along that defensive line, along with Sebastian Joseph 
day. He's gone. So we've signed Fahoko back to the squad, a player that was cut. Chargers Twitter was not happy when he was gone. Um, and there's also good news that Bosa's back in the building. He's training soon. This game could be the Bosa Bowl, but it's unlikely. I don't think there's a chance he makes it back. But things are trending in the right direction. And we come up against a Jekyll and Hyde 49ers team that has some stars, some great players, um, and hasn't all put it all together yet in there in the NFC. Um, so for, for you, Was, what are your key matchups? What are you looking for as we head up into this game? Is this a, a, a game you're positive about, or do you think this is where we, we come off a, a, a good victory and, and then we cough it up against a team we could beat? Well, you look at the four and four record of, of the Niners, they've lost to Atlanta and Denver. Um, so this is a team that uh you could argue that there's there's the synergies. They've got some phenomenal players. Their quarterback's clearly not as good as ours, Jimmy G. Um, but you've got Nick Bosa stopping him is gonna be key straight away. You know, we we've got to protect Justin, because if, if Nick comes at Justin, he's going to hurt him. It's as simple yes, as big that. time. 100%. He's going to hurt him. Big Kids may not be there to to, to to go up against him. Yeah. So whether or not um, Everett comes in and acts as an additional blocker McKitty on that line as well, side, drawn back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we're going to need the O line to play lights out. It's as simple as that. Keep Nick Bosa away from the QB. I think that that's the first one. I think the second one. For me, it's, it's stopping Debo Samuel because he practiced uh, in, in midweek. The Niners are coming off a bye um, and Debo Samuel is a pretty potent weapon. So we, we've got to be able to stop him. I think we've, we've got to get our running game going because we need to um, eat up the clock. We need to get some consistency and rhythm going on, on offense. We've been stuttering. We've been faltering. We got, we got it over the line last week, but I want to see a bit more consistency. And it is going to be difficult without Mike Dub. It's going to be difficult without Keenan Allen. You know, God help us if we ever lost uh, Austin Eckler. <laughs> oh, my God. Really he's, he's winning me fantasy leagues. I'd never take a charger. And I decided to go for it in several leagues. And he is returning the favour. So um, Eckler's been outstanding. You know, he's been great. And, and he's been who he is. He's he. We still need that organic running back. We still need, we still need to do what the Niners are now able to do with Christian McCaffrey. So that's going to be another huge challenge. Um, it's easy to overlook that because, uh, like you said, Austin Johnson's not there. So we're, we're going to need our tacklers to step up to the mark and hold McCaffrey to under one under one hundred yards. Otherwise, it's going to be a long old day. This is another game, just like the Falcons, where we should win it. It could go either way. Uh, and I'm sure the Niners are thinking the same. At four and four, they weren't going to lift uh, their record up to five and four because it's now they're coming out of their bye week. It's a, it's a, it's a straight road for them now down to the, the playoffs. And it's, it, you know, these are all now uh, um, uh, situations where. Nobody's wanting to lose games. It's easy to recover at the beginning of the season if you're losing one or two games. You know, the, the Niners have already lost four too many in their opinion. The Chargers, we don't want to be losing uh, another game of falling behind to the Chiefs. 
who, who come up the week after. So there's a lot on the line here. There's a lot of individual one-on-one matchups that uh, that's quite interesting. But I think I think the the, the biggest keys are keeping Bosa away from from um, uh, Justin Herbert, trying to hold Christian McCaffrey and trying to find some offensive rhythm. Special teams and special teams. Dicker the kicker will come in and do his thing. Um, He's playing. He's there. He's playing. So, you know, it's all on the line. It's going to be another interesting game. And and John's already predicted 27-24. I don't think there'll be much in it. I I don't see either team dominating this game. And I wouldn't be surprised if if it went into overtime, to be honest. Yeah, it it feels like that kind of game. Looking at the stats of their, their, their team, it's been up and down with their results. Really... Both both ways. This this last week when they had Christian McCaffrey, he's got the uh, hat trick. He got the passing touchdown, the receiving touchdown, and the running touchdown. He had well over 100 yards uh, in in all purpose yards, and just it was a feature game for him. So you have to just your entire defense need to decide to take him out of the game, which I think we can do. And I think the biggest matchup will be what we do and how we who we put on him. But put put Derwin James on him and just let them. Just duke it out. That would be sensational. Um, but of course, that then leaves you Debo potentially if he, if he's if he's on the field. Ayuk steps up when Debo's not available. Those are the those really are the only two guys that are stepping up for the, for them. But their entire offense runs through Christian McCaffrey. So that that's the matchup I'm excited about. But you're correct. Their defense has done nothing beyond Nick Bosa. That, he is their entire defense. The other guys have virtually no stats, you know, behind them. So, if Storm Norton is playing, which is a, a, a possibility this this week, I, I'm worried. Um, and, and I think you've got to to chip him. You've got to come up with creative schemes to stop him getting at our quarterback. Um, but apart from those, you take Nick Bosa and McCaffrey out. Easier said than done. But you take those two guys out, and the Chargers should win on paper this matchup, um, but it's not an easy task. The one thing I will say is that for me, I've been critical of Herbert. I think he's, like John says, like Will says, he's probably injured more than we've thought, but I started to see signs of recovery when we were losing the game against the Falcons. He was great. We still have Twitter is worried about him slinging it a bit Rivers style, and he gets a lot of batted passes down, especially for a guy of his height, um, which is definitely a mechanic that's coming from the injured rib. But that 100%. diminished, yeah, that diminished in the last game, and you started to see that last fourth quarter uh, throw up to um, to Josh Palmer was just beautiful. So, so it's coming back, and I think this could be the game where he explodes, and we see more of the true. Uh, Justin Herbert, um, and we get a plenty of points. Yeah, I mean, if, if if Twitter blowing up over Josh Palmer, the only way Josh Palmer, if he cares to silence the critics, is to go out and get another hundred yard game. It's as yeah. simple as that. Back, back, back the, yourself, go and deliver again. The problem with Josh Palmer's got is when Mike Dub and Keenan come back into a fold, he's then back to wide receiver three. He's not going to get the targets that he was getting now. So he has got to take the opportunity. And now and again, you do get players that take the opportunity. Austin Eckler, back in the day in pre-season, he stepped up uh, and he, he made some plays. He's here for Josh Palmer. The, 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 the interesting thing about the char- uh, the uh, 
the 49ers D, Bez, I think you're a bit harsh on the fact that they've just got Joe Bosa. They are ranked ninth in DVOA yeah. and they're ranked fourth against the run. So that's going to be really interesting. So they are, they just, it just it's, it's interesting because it's the polar opposite of the Chargers D because we are boom and bust, right? We get takeaways or they've just run down the field against us. Um, and there's not a lot in between. Whereas the 49ers are consistently stout. They make it difficult for you, but the splash plays just aren't there in comparison. And I think that is the difference. And a good quarterback on his day, taking Nick Bosa out of the equation, will score points. And we've seen it. The Chiefs rack the score up against them. So teams can do that. I mean, we, you know, the, the other thing for us is we're talking about matchups. Trent Williams, one of my favorite non charged players in the league. I mean, and then George Kittle. You know George Kittle's going to score a touchdown. You know it is. I might put a fiver on it because it's probably going to happen. I might go. What is it? DraftKings and pick Kittle, Kittle, Travis Kelsey. Who's my favourite tight end in the league? Non-chargers, probably Kittle. I can't, I can't, I can't root for a chick. Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill. (laughs) He's my favourite. He's winning me fantasy fantasy leagues. It's um, it's another interesting matchup. This and if if we can lift to six and three, even better. Because next week it's going to be an absolute ding dong when the Chargers put fifty on the Chiefs. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. Which has been flexed, of course. But you know, it's a big game. It's the game. It's the calm before the storm. The kind of game that you slip up on, and then you go into the Chiefs needing a win. If you win now and get six wins under your belt, it takes all the pressure off, and you can play your game against the Chiefs. So it, there's a lot of pressure on. I'm excited. I want to go to predictions. And 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 before I do, I have Snowy's prediction. Thank you cool. for your comments. He thinks McCaffrey's going to probably turn the table. It's not going to be a fun watch. We're going to get destroyed, which is a bold take. I'm going to go, Was do you agree? What is your prediction? Put your hat on the line, ready to eat. 31. Chargers. 28. Niners. Dicker overtime. Wow. That is a great shout. So we've got John Ayres thinks we're going to win. You think we're going to win. Snowy thinks we're going to get destroyed. Snowy is correct. So I think we're going to see Justin Herbert explode. I think we're going to play miles better on offense and we're going to score 24 points. But I think, unfortunately for us, McCaffrey owns us. He puts us in his back pocket and walks off the field owning our franchise and they get 35 points. They put us to bed and we slip up. <laughs> Look, I'm happy. Listen, I, I, it's not very often I predict a Chargers defeat. I did last week. I, I was wrong. I don't want to be wrong this week. I, I hope not. It's, in, it's an important part of our, our season. And, and if we can pick up yet another win while we're this injured, it takes the pressure off the players when they come back healthier towards the end. They haven't got as much to do. Um, and it takes the pressure off rushing some people back. If we lose you know that they're going to want to rush Bosa back for the Chiefs game. If we win, you might see Bosa play on a limited snap count. So let's see what happens. That's our predictions. Snowy thinks 17 charges, 38 San Fran. He's really good. Snowy is fully in the negative Nellies on Chargers Twitter. And I'm sorry, it's fiction, Snowy. I'm I'm with you. We're going to lose, but not by that much. Wow. That is a bold, bold score the wrong way. But you know what? We shall see who is correct. We shall write these down and pick up on it in the next episode. Before we finish, was any final comments on this episode of Chargers Fact or Fiction? No. um, Just don't 
we, we've got to win. It's going to be really tough. I think the people who've got it the toughest now is us, Bez, on this side of the pond. Mm-hmm. I don't think that we've got an early game now until week 19, and that's not being confirmed, the timing. So um, I have a 5 a.m. start every morning, struggling right now, Ouch. Thursday, generally. Yeah, so, yeah, it's going to be really difficult for me and many others on this side of the pond to be watching the Chargers games live, that is. Yeah, so live. Um, my new my new uh, football diary for the next six, seven weeks could be could be Monday evenings <laughs> when I get home from work. <laughs> or just get up really early or stick it on in the car and listen to the highlights. You know, I don't think so. You could. What about yourself? Guys, any final points? Say again? Any final points from you? Fine, no final points. It's going to be, it's a big week. And it's always fun when we play the 49ers. The, it's the games of the last 10 years. Every time we've met them, it's been a ding-dong battle. Colin Kaepernick won the, the oh, Halloween yes. Philip Rivers victory from behind to keep our chances alive. There's, there's always excitement. I think it's going to be a really fun week to watch when I wake up on Monday morning. <laughs> no, Tuesday morning, that's the one. Tuesday morning. No, Guys, Monday morning. Oh, one of the two, I don't know. Guys, it is an honour to, to to pay tribute to those servicemen and women, past and present. Sunday, we will um, be attending this Poppy uh, War Memorial uh, local appeal um, and the memorial service. And, uh, you know, a, a shout out to all our service listeners. Thank you. Thank you, Was. Thank you, John Ayres, as well. Um, that is everything from the Charged Up Bolts podcast. Until next week, we hope... The Chargers have six wins under the belt, but we don't think so. Bolt up. Oh,